take a look up at the sky and I sigh Why? Might as well Might as well Might as well Might as well Hey guys, uh, it's Craig aka Flo here And uh, this is the Epiphany Podcast Yeah, you're not even gonna introduce <laughs> me <bro. laughs> <laughs> nah, it's alright. Nah, uh, nah, nah, nah. We'll keep it. Um, I am Colin. <laughs> no. And yeah, as you said, this is the Sorry, Tiffany I'm a show. Ball. Anyways, <laughs> hope you guys are having a good day. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Yeah, so I lost in ping pong. My mind's all over the place. Yeah, I beat him in ping pong per usual though. He, he beat what? You beat me like the past like three games, like five. So then I beat him like the past. 10 games before that. And then I beat him like 30 before that. No. Anyways. No competition. <laughs> little Ain't competition. Yeah, my brother says we're addicts, but. We are. We are. And that's okay, <laughs> but we're not out there smoking crack. All right, man. You right. For Anyways. Um, yeah. So back to our announcements. <laughs> <laughs> back Bro, to do our I announcements. Laugh like a dad? Bro. Can you let me Okay. <laughs> announcements. Um, so I work at a place called Pulse, and on Tuesday nights, once a month, we do this thing called Revival Nights. Um, it's really cool. We do worship. We do um, our founder usually gives a word, baptisms, communion. So if you're free, November fifteenth at seven o'clock, come join us, not us, me, at um, Revival Nights. I'd love to see you there. Second, um, I mentioned a lot of times that I was gonna do a text, a text, we'd send out a text every time that um, we post, but instead of doing that, I'm actually gonna do an Instagram group chat. So if you'd like to be in an exclusive The Epiphany Show Instagram group chat, hit me or Trey up and I'll get you in that. Um, lastly, oh, what was the last thing I had? Um, You got <laughs> I don't have Instagram right now. Yeah. So I may not be present. Who knows? Uh, in the future. But right now, uh, shoot, text me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Text my number or something. Dang, bro. What was the last announcement? Did a guest? We have a guest coming on. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. A um, few, actually, a lot. Yeah. So we will be having a guest next week for sure, and the week after that for sure, and then. We'll go from there. So, I mean, once again, that's another thing we've been talking about, which we are got in the works for real this time. So, yep. yeah, that'll be awesome. So, yeah, let's just get into today's. We don't have a set topic once again, but we do have some questions that we're going to go through. Yeah. And just some stuff, uh, really multiple topics that we just plan to talk on and kind of go through that. So. Freestyle, chop it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just get into it. All right. Do you have anyone else, any of them that you wanted to start with? I think they're all good. Um, shoot. Um, yeah, just since it was a bit colder today, let's start with the first one. Um, just how the weather affects mental health. Yeah, I think we can both speak to this. Yeah. Uh, and we may have touched on it before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, at least I know we've spoken about it for yeah. sure. Uh, 
Yeah, I would say normally, um, I mean, as I look back, I think God's given me revelation that I've gotten depressed in many seasons of life. Mm -hmm. But I think winter was always one where I just kind of, you know, it's cloudy, it's gloomy, it's cold. And you just kind of you're just inside more. You have more time to think. And you're not. Yeah. Uh, But as of last year, uh, I had an awesome winter. I had an awesome fall and I was very excited um, Mm -hmm. for this fall and this winter. Um, Then as I was, you know, as we spoke, I spoke on in the last podcast, I was um, really struggling there for it felt like a really long time. It might have only been like two months. I don't know. Um, just with girls and purity. And I started feeling like really dark again and feeling like fall and winter was going to be really dark. I felt like relapse may have been around the corner. Um, but ever since I've come out about that, life has been very bright. It was like 75 degrees, like two mm-hmm. days ago. Um, and just regardless, the trees are colorful. Uh, chai lattes, pumpkin, good <laughs> winter peppermints coming out. Uh, I'm picturing like five Fire and like PJs and like uh, sit back and have a uh, functional winter. Feel me? So I'm excited. You're really a white girl, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You know, like it, bro, it's just a light skin thing. Nah, yeah, but I I can agree with that too. Um, I did. I remember we did talk about it a little bit on the past podcast, but for me, my season was actually always summer. Yeah. Um, but I also definitely did struggle a bit with seasonal. Um, depression and like you said it's honestly it's really whenever sometimes you know it just kind of hits and it's like you know not prepared for that but yeah I would say as I mean especially in Minnesota it's just so cold and like people are really staying inside and like Mm -hmm. it's just it's really gloomy like it's a dark time like the days are shorter there's less sunlight it's just so many factors that play into it that you know it it 100% makes sense one and Sorry, there's some clanging going on upstairs. But anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, if you struggle with that, I, I would I would actually love to give you a good tip. Um, vitamin D is actually, it's the vitamin that we get from the sun. Minnesotans are very low in it. Yeah. I, myself, am so in iron. If, if, I mean, if you struggle with um, seasonal especially, I would challenge you and just, you know, advise you to get some vitamin D and try yeah. to take that um, a little more. Uh, in the winter I've it's helped me a bit I would say not super noticeably but like noticeably you know what I mean yeah it's it's not like an antidepressant but it's kind of just like oh I kind of I feel a little bit better I guess is what I would say um so yeah that's kind of the extent for me how it's been and I I mean I, I know like think about like Seattle like it's constantly raining. Is it Seattle or Oregon? One of them has like the highest suicide rates and it's like always gloomy. So like the weather a hundred percent affects. Oh no, that's Alaska. Alaska. Alaska has the highest. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Seattle and Washington or uh, Seattle and Oregon are both very gloomy as well, depending if you're near the coast or not. But Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense in Alaska because it's literally dark for like what? Like months. Yeah. I think it's like three or four months straight. I remember studying that. Yeah. I think I wrote a report actually. Yeah. That that would be tough. I I actually was supposed to go to Alaska a few years ago and uh, I think it was during the the when it's light. Yep. Um, but I, I didn't end up going on that trip. It's weird. It'll be like note. sunny. I don't know. I might be tweaking, but I think it gets sunny at like five a.m. Mm-hmm. Something weird. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I just want to. I guess yeah, we just wanted to highlight that and maybe just encourage you if you struggle with that, like you're not alone for one, and you know, reach out. If you want to reach out to one of us or even to your friends, there's nothing wrong with that. We'd love to talk. 
obviously Trey's not on social media, but you can, if you have his number, reach out to him. And we can maybe post a link or not a link, uh, like a 1-800 number. Yeah. I don't know if that's corny or not, but Hey, it's, uh, someone you could, um, hit up. I wanted to relate to you with the summer thing though. That's when I've always been in treatment. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I would say summer is proven to be bad also yeah for sure mm-hmm. um do you think i don't want to word this do you think the cold has more of an effect on it or just like the the darkness and the like less light and all the those kinds of darkness things? for sure you yeah so? just it being dark in the morning and mm-hmm. um gloomy but there's also beautiful winter days where like yeah. the sun melts or the, the sun melts <laughs> the um I, I, ice or snow um so there's days like that too but that's i've created memories there so now that's what i look to it's Mm -hmm. like the sunny days in winter yeah you know and even if there's a gloomy day like i'll probably be working Mm -hmm. so yeah you're the type of guy where it hits like 40 degrees in the winter you wear shorts yeah for sure short sleeves at least Yeah. <laughs> Driving with the windows down, my eyes are crying because I this got bad allergies. Always drives with the windows down, bro. It was like what? It was like fifty degrees the other day, like super cold. I'm like, bro, roll up the windows, bro. bro it's not summer. It's anymore. a vibe, like dude. This dude be waving his hand out the window. We think he's in a movie at all moments. <laughs> bro, it's just a thing, you know. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, let's move on. All right, talk about cross addiction the way you just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cross addiction. Uh, I would say it's definitely a real thing. Like we were just talking about with the ping pong. Uh, yeah. I think uh, this many. I I was already a nicotine addict, but like nicotine definitely picked up more heavy when I was in treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, energy drinks. I used to hate energy drinks, and then when I got to treatment. Picked it up two to three a day. Now I'm slowed down. I don't drink mm-hmm. that many. But um, even when I was at the factory, I was drinking like three a day, bro. <laughs> like really not that it's not healthy. But I do love caffeine now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's definitely a cross addiction. Music. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think, so I hear what you're talking about, but do you think for you, it's actually more just substituting? That's what cross addiction is. Really? Yeah. Cross addiction is like, um, you're addicted to this, then you find oh, okay. something, but it could be a healthier. I, I thought be. it was like, you're addicted to this, but you also do this with it. So like no, every time it's you... finding something else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, I went through a nicotine phase. I actually just quit recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember cause we went to the same treatment they said, what did they say? It was like, when I walked in, they're like, do you, oh yeah. Do you smoke cigarettes? I was like, no, I was like, well, you're probably going to start. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a good way to start off treatment. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's, that's a huge one, especially in the addiction community. Just like, and, and it's cause I feel like it's, it's not a, it's not a high by any means, you know, it's a buzz, but I mean, Obviously that goes away, I feel like for some people, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it still gives you that, you know, like sense of relief, you know, that's just like kind of calms you down. So I can understand that one for sure. I think, um, honestly for a lot of addict, uh, sorry, addicts, sex. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't even name that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. that that was a huge one for me. It was just like finding pleasure somewhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and uh, who was it? John, he's, he's the uh, owner of the addiction. He always said that. What did, what did he say? That girls were the number one reason people relapse or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's true. Like that part of it, I think honestly what it is is just pleasure. Um, 
human beings are just especially um human beings in their flesh living in their flesh like all you really want is pleasure you know what i mean yeah. it's just like something to take off the edge and that always goes away which i mean i guess this will kind of tie into just everything but like it really shows that there really is no true satisfaction besides jesus i just listened to a john piper sermon on happiness and he said that growing up as a christian and even just being a young pastor mm-hmm. um he thought it was a it was bad that he wanted to be happy yeah but he says that um we actually don't want to be happy enough um mm-hmm. and that's why we substitute god's joy um for the world's and uh, he said, if you really wanted to be happy enough, you would seek after God's joy because mm-hmm. that is the utmost joy. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. Excuse me. And I'd heard that before, um, probably like a year ago, but like I just find it to be true, really. And I'm, I think I need to spend more time med- meditating on it. But yeah. yeah, we are all, we all want to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's why even people who want to kill themselves, that's why they do it. Yeah. They're not happy, but they think that they'll find peace and, ha- and or less pain. Um, by killing themselves yeah. really and so um yeah to hear him speak on that i was like dang that's that's real so yeah yeah i mean i we were actually talking about this a little bit in my internship it's like you know what it, the question was like what is the will of god you know what does god want you to do and it's like really it's not about what god wants you to do he wants you to glorify like we kind of talked about this a little bit last podcast he wants you to glorify him in whatever you are doing you know what I mean? So it's like if you can glorify him um, and like you, he wants you to be, basically what I'm trying to say is he wants you to be happy where you're at, but also able to glorify him. You know, he doesn't want, he doesn't want you to just have a job that you don't love. Like, I mean, in terms of career, he wants you to be able to be happy and joyful in what you're doing and also glorify him and make much of his name. You know what I mean? And two things to that Paul speaks on um, in any like I have known very little and I've known having very much. Yep. Um, so he speaks on that. And then secondly, um, he also John Piper spoke on uh, how college students would always come up to him and be like, what is the will of God for my life? Yeah. And he knew what they were talking about, like job, did it finances. Mm-hmm. And he was like uh he i can't remember where in the scripture but it um uh be pure yep for this is the will of god oh, for i have it in my notebook right over there but yeah i don't know i know the verse you're so about. yeah it's like it's yep. kind of simple and mm-hmm. like but it's not really that yeah. simple so be pure that's the will and then everything else will be added to you yeah that's such a beautiful verse i think it is it's so it's so simple but it's so true like mm-hmm. god just wants you to love him he just wants you to pursue him and you know be the best you can be like he, he doesn't he doesn't want you to like that, that's another thing I, I saw this thing um like what was it christians uh what was it it was basically i would rather get to the end and realize that I was wrong, then get to the end and go to hell. You know what I mean? So like, if you're wrong, at the end of the day, Christians live a life that's just like, it's it's safe. It's like, it's like you said, pure and all that kind of stuff. Like, I know it's, it's, it's not always the easiest life, but at the end of the day, God is protecting us. And that's what he wants for us. He wants for us to be, um, not to like, like, uh, what was the one? Um, Cain and Abel, like that was the reason he didn't want people to murder because you realize that you know people get um competitive and things become bigger than they they have to be and then you know then someone loses the life like stuff like that you know god wants us 
to be safe, honestly. To that, um, I would say now, if you're a Christian, just trying not to go to hell, yeah. are you walking by faith or religion? Mm-hmm. There's a difference there. For sure. Definitely. It's, I think that's, I think that's honestly something I used to fall into. And I um, think I fall into that all the time. Yeah, I do. Not necessarily like that's the only reason, but just like constantly living with a sense of condemnation. And then it turns into legalism of like, well, if I live this way, mm-hmm. then I will, or yeah, and that's true. But like, are you doing it because like, yeah, walk with fear and trembling or walk out your faith with fear and trembling, but not like as a, that's going to strike me down just because I did this. Yep. No, like a reverence of like mm-hmm. respect of like, yeah, like you're the creator. Like I should be worshiping you. Yeah. And I think weirdly enough for me, I kind of lost that because, you know, I talked about that experience where essentially it felt like God showed me hell when I was off a whole bunch of psychedelics. Um, I feel like since then, I haven't been scared of it. You know what I mean? Um, just it's it's almost like a I know. Like, I, I know you struggle with it a little more, but I know that I'm going to heaven. I, I'm very sure in my salvation, I would say. So for me, like, it's all, it's a, it was almost like a like a wake up call. Like, I'm never going to go there. And I, I, I don't want to say that was hell, but I think he showed me some of the realities of it. Um, I mean, maybe even a glimpse of it in a sense. And it's just like, I know that I'm never going to be there again. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I've definitely gone, kind of got away from that. Just the whole scared of hell thing, because we don't have to be scared of hell. You know what I mean? We, he promises that we will go to heaven and I believe that promise. So I don't know. I, I know that's easier said for some people than others, but let's move on to another one. Let's do it. kind of leads into being fully dependent on God. Um, uh, How would you say you are in that area? I know nobody's perfect, but just honestly. Uh, I would say I'm growing in it. Mm Just little things like um, with finances, mm-hmm. not having a job for a minute, um, being backed up on rent, uh, all sorts of things that I had to trust. I had to trust that God was going to provide a job. Um, and, uh, he provided a job and there was someone who didn't even know I was struggling that reached out and paid one month of my rent. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of like awesome. Like God was watching out for me. Uh, So I'm learning to walk in trust with that. Uh, I'm learning to walk in trust with uh, my music, um, my will, whatever it turns out to be. I just want to find joy in it. Just like we were talking about it, Um, that God is going to provide a wife. Um, Or even if he doesn't, he'll give me joy. Like really, um, not promise that, but like Paul does talk about if you are burning, you know, with love or passion, then it is better for you to get married. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm definitely burning with passion (laughs) and I want to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I would say there's a, there's days where I'm more faithful in that and days that I'm lesser. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I think it's, you touched on a big part of it is trust. Yeah. I think being fully dependent on God is just really trusting that what he has is best for us. Yeah. And sorry, excuse me. For me, that is 
that's the hardest part of it. Um, and I think for a lot of humans is, you know, we, cause we're just, we're such autonomous creatures that we think we know what's best for us. And we don't like, I think about my life before I was really pursuing Christ and it's like, dang, I really did think I knew what was best for me. And I yeah. 100% didn't. And like, even I remember even my parents would talk about that is like, they were like, how far, look how far you've gotten yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, they, they didn't say that in a mean way, but like realize, oh, you keep getting yourself in this cycle. You don't have the answers. And it's like, it was kind of refreshing to hear that. Cause it was like, the thing is you don't need to have the answers. I think that's the big misconception is people think that they need to have the answers. You don't. Or they deserve. Yeah. Or yeah, that too. And I think that, yeah, that comes with entitlement, but God made it. So he had all the answers because he knew the perfect, the, he has the perfect will. You know what I mean? Everything that he set out for us is perfect. And it's like, but we're like, no, I know what I want to do. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But we get it wrong. And you may get it right like once or twice or, you know, maybe a few times, but only because he allowed. Exactly. Even. And I think that can even get to some people's heads. So it's like, even in that, you still can sin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you will. Yeah. So it's like. God knows what's best and being fully dependent on him for me, it's definitely something I've struggled in, but over these past few weeks, like you, I've just really been, um, just growing in and just realizing that, yeah, he does know best. Yeah. Like I can even say where I'm trusting right now. Like, uh, I'm, I'm working a part-time seasonal position, which means pretty much they don't have to hire me as full part-time. Like I could be done working at Apple in January, January 27th. But, and there was a part of fear that came with that now, even like some day, some hours I'll think about it. I'm like, dang, bro, like I love it so much, but like mm-hmm. I really could not work there. And then I'm like, if God wants you to work there, you'll work there. Mm-hmm. If not, there's something else. Yeah. So like I'm walking in trust of like not walking in fear, like for the time being, this is where he has me. Mm-hmm. This is the door I'm in. If he wants to open another or if he wants to keep me where I am, he'll do that. And it's definitely a possibility. Most people in the past four years, they said are hired on as part time seasonal. And then if they want to stay there, if you've proven that you should stay there, they'll mm-hmm. hire you. Um, but it's not promised. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of relates to something my therapist actually told me today is, um, you know, God has three answers to prayer. Have you heard that before? Um, yes, mm-hmm. yes, but not yet. Yeah. And no, but I have something better. Yeah. And I think oftentimes it really is yes, but wait, yeah. or no, I have something better. Um, and I think that's where he grows us in those moments where you're maybe praying for something or like you, like in finances or, you know, where something is tight, God's really just showing us and testing us in our dependence in him. Yeah. And it's honestly a beautiful thing because for me, I, I, like I was saying, I'm just kind of coming out of a, I don't even know if I'm coming out of it, but maybe still in it, just a period of being tested for sure by God. And looking back on just the things I've gone through these past few weeks, it's like, thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you so much just for, for giving me the opportunities and for letting me like walk it out. Cause I feel like I was getting very comfortable and I was just like, Oh, I'm good. I'm never going to struggle again. And then I did. And he showed me, all right, let's do this together. And I was saying this on the last podcast as well. I'm so thankful that I stuck with him 
And I, and I honestly, I'm just realizing now that's the most I've learned to depend on God ever. And I, yeah, I had my down days, I had my bad days, but it was like, I really did learn a lot just in this past little season. So yeah, I guess I'm even realizing that for myself right now, but it's beautiful. Well, just how he works through things. Walk it out, walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. Walk it out. Yeah, true. Um, God disciplines whom he loves. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to a friend about this today is I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it sucked. <laughs> it was the worst. But I always, I was the type of person I always got caught. Like we've even talked about this a little bit, but it was just like, in the most random ways too. Like I remember one of the first times I got, not first times, but after one of the first times I got caught for smoking, um, I remember I walked into the door one day. I was, I was high, obviously. I had a, I can't remember. I like tried to put, I remember I was in the car. I tried to put the lighter in my pocket, but it must not have like been hundred percent in the pocket. Yeah. And I walk in the house and first thing I do is drop the lighter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a little random stuff like that, where I look back on it. I was like, God was disciplining me. Yeah. He didn't allow me to be slick. He was pursuing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he really didn't like, I, I mean, I went, I wouldn't even say I went too far into my addiction. Like I, I had moments of it for sure. But every time it was like, I'm too far gone. He always threw a huge red flag up or yeah. put me in treatment or whatever. However, he stops me. And that's just like, I think such a beautiful thing discipline is such a beautiful thing at the end of the day and i think as you mature as a christian you realize that yeah. because i never would have realized that in the past and i i really <laughs> i didn't i didn't i wouldn't say hate my parents but i just had a lot of beef with my parents because they would always catch me i'm like come on like why are you always catching yeah. me and, and i know now it's because they prayed for it yeah. they prayed for me and god was pursuing me so it's like oh it makes sense now yeah no yeah my mom and stepdad have six cents bro for mm-hmm. real like would just come downstairs, wake up at 3 a.m. because they just woke up and yep. they just had a feeling, just things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always got caught with stupid stuff. But um, there's a verse, and I'm totally botching it, but it talks about for God disciplines whom he loves, something, uh, and he, he was trained by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, something like it that. There. Yes. But anyways, uh, I found it to be very true. And uh, I even found it true in my addiction. That's what's so weird about like the addiction that I had is like I was reading my Bible and like doing perks at the same time and like mm-hmm. um, like preaching drunk on my Snapchat stories. Like really though, like yeah. that was me, bro. And then sure. like um, so many times I flushed things because I was like, I'm done, <laughs> flush Coke, like, um, I recorded a video for like TikTok. It's so goofy, but I probably still have it. I'll show you after the podcast. But like, it was me. I took, bro, I was, bro, like, okay, super drunk, had this whole bottle of New Amsterdam and thought it would be a good idea because I recognized I was falling into this pattern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm never drinking again. I'm going to, I'm going to smash this bottle. So I went, was going to film a podcast, uh, TikTok. Yeah. Took this chair outside, <laughs> like carrying everything while I'm drunk. Bro. I'm outside. It's middle of January, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I walk out, I have the bottle in one hand, I have the chair and I think, oh, uh, I brought a broom and a dustpan out because yeah. I was going to smash on the street. 
And I thought about this. I was like, I don't want anyone to cut themselves or any tires to pop. And bro, I'm walking out, slip on the ice. I'm not even joking, crack my knee. And I'm like, oh, oh. didn't drop the bottle, kept the bottle. <laughs> Dropped everything the bottle. out. Yeah. <laughs> for, real. for real, bro. It literally hurt my knee. Like it hurt for like a month after. Like I actually hurt it. And I walk out of the middle of the street, set my phone up on the curb, set the chair down. And I'm like, my name's Trey. And I'm a alcoholic. <laughs> But I am turning it down for Christ. I smash it, bro. I'm not even lying, bro. And I smash it. Sweep it up. Literally just glass at like 3 a.m. Cling, cling, cling. Literally, bro. And that was that. But uh, I had conviction, bro. And I remember recording a YouTube video. This is after my car crash. And I don't think I have this video anymore. But I was like crying reading this verse of God disciplines whom he loves. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard that before. Never. And I remember I was convicted and like repentant at that time. But again, I was like literally drunk during this video. And uh, I posted on YouTube and I was like crying. And I was like reading this verse. And I was like, you know, I just see, I see God in this. And I see God in my life. And like, I should have died in the car crash and I just saw the goodness of God in that moment and obviously didn't learn my lesson because a couple months later I overdosed on the perk set but like I just his grace is just it abounds. It does mm-hmm. because like I really just should not be here. And I forget that often, but at the same time I'm reminded all the time mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel real. Yeah. It like really doesn't feel real. And I was just talking to my dad. I was like, have you dealt with like the trauma that I brought? And he was like, yeah, I've dealt with it. And I was like, do you think I've dealt with it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, why do you think you've dealt with it? And I was like, honestly, I don't know because yeah. like, I wasn't awake during my car crash. All I saw was the aftermath. Mm -hmm. Wasn't awake during my coma. All I saw was the aftermath. Sometimes I wish like I was injured. Mm -hmm. But even then, I may not have learned my lesson. Regardless, God has reproved me. But like he was like seeing where you were and like the way you act now and the way you carry yourself and the things you're doing. I would say you've learned your lesson. Mm -hmm. You've you all your songs talk about it. I would say you processed it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, you're right. But at the same time, it's like I really just all I see is the aftermath. And maybe that's enough. You know, some people um, are really, I would say, some people lose a leg from heroin mm-hmm. and still don't learn the lesson. Yeah. So like, you're not promised that, but I just, sometimes I think I'm like, dang, dude, like what I really am here. And it just doesn't, it feels like a movie, mm-hmm. like really. So sorry, that was a ramble. No, you're good. Um, kind of relates to a TikTok. I saw I was like, you know, it's crazy to think that like, like really living is the most like psychedelic experience yeah. there is. Like we're literally just controlling a whole body with our mind and yeah. like walking, move your right finger, move your middle finger, yeah. walking through like a world of a floating rock. Like I know God created it all, but like it really is just like the most surreal experience and it is real. You know, that's <laughs> like, I know. so I get that too. Also, I just think like, Dang, I really am alive. I actually do say that a lot. Yeah. And people are always just like, what? But like, I really am alive right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think I'm happy just the way that God pursues his children. You know what I mean? Um, I think because I think about people who like even some of my friends in addiction, like they really just weren't convicted by any of it. But I always I always had conviction. Like, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and I'm just ha- like 
I think part of it was just because I went to a Christian school and I really, I really do believe I accepted Jesus into my heart at yeah. like five years old. So I, I just think he, I always had the Holy Spirit in me. I, you, you just know, ignored it. Yeah. You mourned it. For a really long time. And, but I all, like, there was never a moment where I was like, God isn't real. You know what I yeah. mean? There was always a moment where I like, I knew at the back of my head and it's just like, it kind of scared me a little bit. And, and even sometimes I remember I try to get into like, like the spirituality and all that kind of stuff. Like extra projections. Yeah, so yeah. And like all that kind of stuff, bro. And it just wasn't the same, bro. And I just, I knew like, this isn't right. Like I know God is real. So like, it just goes to show that like, he really does pursue his children. And like, I mean, I don't want to get too into like theology, but like, I mean, it really just shows like election for me is like, Chosen. Yeah, I'm yeah. chosen. I was chosen since the very and beginning. Not because of what you've done. And yeah, that's what's crazy to me, dude. Yeah. It's like really. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's I mean, it's a hard thing to accept sometimes, but it really yeah. is a beautiful thing. Two things. Um, first, you say that you always knew that God was real. I would say that I did too, but like, was there, maybe we've spoken on this, was mm-hmm. there a moment yeah. where like it just actually became real? Mm-hmm. Like you were on autopilot. Yeah, God's real. Yeah, God's real. And then all of a sudden you woke up. Like yeah. they call it a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. Yeah. Because I can speak to that and I want to know. Yeah, I think we did talk about it in like we? the first podcast. Yeah, we might have. But I um, it's just, it is surreal. I'll yeah. just briefly mention what I was talking about that earlier when I was on all those psychedelics and you showed me hell. And I feel like that was, um, I mean, and, and that's the thing for me. Another part of my testimony is I've struggled actually a lot with spiritual warfare and like, I've actually like seen demons before and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So like that's also part of it because I've seen that side of it that I knew that there had to be a God. Like and 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 sure people can like say, oh you didn't you didn't but I know I know in the bottom of my heart that I like the stuff that I've seen I've seen. So it's like for me to see that was also just like kind of a spiritual awakening for me to really really realize that okay God is real because if 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 that's real he has to be real. Yeah. Me, I mean, that's, that's yeah, kind of yeah, how yeah. my the mind. evil, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, were you finished? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second, I wanted to say, uh, are you grateful for the improvement? Um, if so, explain. Uh, and then if not, or are there times that you haven't been? You mean my improvement? I don't know what that means. Um, like the discipline. Okay. Yeah. Um, 100% now. Um, it's, Yes, like, and I think in my parents' relationship, it's grown us so much. I mm-hmm. think that's a big part of it um, because I just went through that. Oh, I hate this. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, I never hated them, but it's just like, I, I hate the situation that we're always in. Yeah. And I think I grew our relationship so much and we just had to go through that hard stuff, you know? Um, but I mean, like I said, yeah, when I was in it, I hated it. Um, I think like for me, one of the, one of God's disciplines for me was when my friend Devin died. And I mean, I still struggle with that. Um, we just actually passed his one year, um, after he died. And it was just like a moment of just like, like, God, why, why him? Like, I know, I know it's, it wasn't just for me to see, but like, you, like, why'd you have to take him away? You know what I mean? And even now it still makes me sad, but it's just like that, that's, that's a big one for me where it's, I know 
I really do truly believe that he was a Christian and in a better place, um, that he is in a better place, but like, it just still hurts. And it's just like, yeah. So that's one of them, one of the disciplines where it was like, it's, I still struggle with that for sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say, you know, I don't know if I can really say this because I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it depends on the person, but like, I think I've struggled with survivor's remorse. Um, but I don't, I've read some things on that and it's more like PTSD or like mm -hmm. if you're in combat or if you're like in a car crash and someone dies next to you and someone survives. Mm -hmm. I think I just started realizing it. I, I don't think you ever met him, but there was a guy named Chris at Redemption House mm -hmm. who, uh, I was close to and then he went out and died like yeah. a week or two later from a heroin overdose and I remember going to his funeral and uh, his parents had um, played showed his text messages mm -hmm. on the screen for like 15 minutes and all the Bible verses he was sending mm -hmm. and he just looked just like me the way he was sending them mm -hmm. like the um, the passion he had and just even speaking to him we were just alike in some ways and uh, God took him and mm -hmm. I, I just remember at that moment, I was like, yeah, some people don't make it. Yeah. And, you know, I only knew the guy for three, two weeks, if even that long. But like, we just would sit out by the fire for five hours and speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's when it started, where I just recognized, like, not everyone makes it out. And then in times of condemnation, I'd be like, why am I even here? I shouldn't even be here. Why'd you even keep me here? You kept me here to feel this. Mm -hmm. You kept me here to be depressed. All mm -hmm. these little things. And there's ungratefulness there. Yeah. And now, like sometimes when I'm in an awesome mood, I look back and I'm like, why in the frick was I thinking that way? Like that's yeah. evil. But then there's still days where like I sometimes I'm just like wallowing. Yeah. Like sad and like, oh, I shouldn't even be here. Like just stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I am grateful for the discipline. But there are times where like I have definitely thought like, dang, bro, I wish I would have just died. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I get that too. Just like. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's either survivor's remorse either, but it's just like, sometimes I, I kind of wish like me over him. Yeah. Um, but I try not to think about that too much. Um, yeah, sorry. I just got in my head for a second there. Um, you want to move on to a different thing or? Yeah. All right. Um, you have a favorite book? Yeah. Um, I would say C.S. Lewis. Uh, I would say Miracles, although I have not finished it yet. Um, and then second is Screw Tape Letters. Um, Are you going to say a book you haven't finished yet? Well, I'm, there's probably like 90 pages left, but uh, I'm going to say why. Mm -hmm. uh, because I was reading, I remember my mentor Jason uh, put me on. He brought me an ESV Bible, mm -hmm. study Bible, because that's when I was really show, like showing him a change mm -hmm. in like me coming to Christ and like, yo, like, I can't believe I didn't see this before. Like mm -hmm. all this type of stuff. And he was like, we're going to get you a Bible. Got me an awesome study Bible. It's all messy now because I mm -hmm. use it a lot. And then he got me C.S. Lewis, uh, like a full volume of like six books in one. Mm -hmm. And I was reading miracles. And I was just talking about miracles, whether they exist today, what do they look like? What do they look like in Bible times? Explaining what a miracle is, all mm -hmm. these things. And I remember going to my mentor, Jason, and I was like, why don't miracles happen today like they did in the old times? Like 
the Red Sea parting or like the lows of uh, what is it? 500, 5,000, feeding the 5,000, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Turning water into wine. And uh, he was like, miracles do happen. And uh, I don't remember the exact thing he said, but he was like, start praying for a miracle. Mm-hmm. Sort of praying for a miracle. Maybe only once, maybe a couple of times. Don't remember. And then my car crash happened. Popped out without a scratch. Took me a second to realize it was a miracle. But looking back, I'm like, I was praying for a miracle. God gave me a miracle. Mm-hmm. He was in the midst of reading miracles. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I, that's why I say, even though I haven't finished it. Well, your car crash was in like 2020, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's about two others in that volume I haven't read either. I think it's the problem of pain oh, and like You're a great dude. something. But dude, I no, start I a lot of books that. and don't finish them. I do hear that. Um, yeah, and I would I would also kind of echo him. It uh, miracles hundred percent happen today. You've read that? No. Oh, okay. okay. Miracles like, well, do right. happen today. Yeah. Um, Your parents probably have it. Probably. I would not be surprised. Yes, mm-hmm. this is, yeah. Um, my favorite book on a little lighter note is actually The Great Gatsby. Okay, I've yeah. never read it. I've watched never the movie read though. It. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully written. I think that's the biggest thing for me. One part of it, I, and I just remember the state because we read it for an English class back in sophomore year. And I just remember the the stage I was in life and just like reading it. And I really related to Gatsby because his whole thing was like, he had this whole persona that he created, yeah. he constructed. And it's just like, I was in a point in life where I really didn't know myself. Yeah. And it was like, I was really trying to create my person. And, well, yeah. I, and yeah, and I don't know why, I don't know why that just really related to me, but I, I love that book. I love the movie. I, I, for a good, like three years after that, maybe even four, I read it like every single year. Really? Uh, I mean, part of that was cause I was in treatment and I yeah. would read it, but that one. And then I also read the autobiography of um, Malcolm X. Okay. That is a great book. Yeah. Such a good it. book. And I think he's such a misunderstood man. Yeah. Um, I won't get too into it right now, honestly, just cause I can't really remember the, a lot of the specifics, but just the way his life, the progression of his life was an amazing part of it. And just like, he, he, yeah, he just was so misunderstood, especially yeah. at the end. Um, I really do think he was a well, um, what's the word? Well, um, mean, like he had good meaning yeah. for the things that he did. Um, and I just think the media painted him in a bad light. But yeah, those are probably two of my favorite books. For was sure. he, this might be a stupid question. Was he murdered? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. A lot of conspiracies around that. Yeah. But um, I think by the. I don't like voices. <laughs> Yeah, because so I mean, I'll get into a little bit. So he was a do you know what the what are they called? Um, Basically, the American Muslim. I don't know the official name for them, but we were talking about the upstairs. Yeah. So he he was a part of that. And then um, he went over to, um, you know, they do the pilgrimage to Mecca. Where's mm-hmm. Mecca again? I think Saudi Arabia. And he went over there and he realized, oh, this is real Islam. Yeah. You know, like the, the American Muslims like really are super against white people. Yeah. And like, you know, there's all that kind of stuff added to it. But the real Islams, you know, were out there and they're just loving and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. he really changed his life around and realized that, you know, to love people. But I mean, before he was definitely very um, just aggressive in his approach towards social justice. But yeah. after. Yeah. So, yeah, they ended up murdering him just because, yeah, like you said, people don't like voices. But uh-uh. that, yeah, if any, if any of you get a chance to read that book, it's a really well written book. And okay. he's a really interesting dude for yeah. sure. 
So yeah. Cool. Let's keep going. These two kind of have to do with each other. Um, do you want to do living together or less people are getting married, more people are living together before marriage? Are those related or do you want to do, is the church shrinking and are less people, young people believers? The first one. Uh, less people getting married? Yeah, I would say for sure because marriages don't last. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it ties into living because um, I, th- I think that I just heard a statistic during mm-hmm. a sermon it was like people who live together before they get married are like, I don't know, 40% more likely to get divorced, mm-hmm. something like that, than people who wait. And then secondly, yeah, I just think uh, there's a lot of bad examples. Mm-hmm. And so when you see your parents get divorced, you're probably at a higher, you have a higher chance of getting divorced yourself, just mm-hmm. like your parents are addicts. For sure. You might be an addict. Um, I can't go much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think about it. It's just I think about how many friends I had whose parents were divorced, and just like, like I know the statistic is like fifty percent, but I feel like yeah. it was almost more than might be 50% higher of my friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think, yeah, like you said, just seeing that, just seeing that it doesn't last, um, just kind of creates like a kind of like a complex in your head. You know that. Yep. You know, why would I get married? And I think, I think, honestly, I don't, I don't want to get like too political and all that in this, but I think a big part of it is just like the, just like the feminist movement okay. and, and people are just like, women are just like, oh, we can do it ourselves. Or so they're getting so independent and not that women shouldn't be independent, but I think just in the way that they're doing it, it's just like very, yeah, I, I maybe wouldn't use that word, but um, just they're not marrying as much anymore. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's really having an effect on. And another part of that is even just like, just the whole LGBT movement, I think is also effect on that. And there, I think it's just all of the, the new landscape of the, of culture right now. It's just, everything is pushing for like, you know, you can find love anywhere right now. So I think people, it's so much, like, it's almost like too much love to where they're like not settling. You know? I was going to speak to that of like having many partners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And I think like, you know, another thing I even bring into there is just like hookup culture and like Tinder and all that kind of stuff is like, there's so many options and like people are, I mean, people have been with like so many people, you know what I mean? And Preach. it's just like, it's never enough. Yeah. And then you, you compound that with people who've just seen their parents get divorced. It's just like, well, I get married. You know what I mean? And I, I can't remember what the statistic was either, but there was one just on like, I think it was after from 2019 to 2020, they saw like, I don't remember the exact number, but a lot more people started living together. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge um, just spike. Um, I or think even during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I have heard that. Yeah. Yep. So that's just a whole other piece of it. It's just like, it's just becoming super normalized. A lot of things are becoming super normalized. I think yeah. it's just like, just part of the, re- you know, they're all parts of the reason why just marriage is just not a huge thing. But for me, like, I've always wanted to be married. I was going to speak. I was going to say, why do you think we want to get married? Yeah. Um, so bad. I, w- I was actually telling my therapist this today. I think it's because, shout out my parents, that they just um, modeled it so good for me. Yeah. Like, I, I I think that's honestly what it is. I just saw their relationship and the way that they love each other and how 
the really best friends. And for me, it was just like, I've always wanted that since a young age. And I had another piece of that, I think for me is just, you know, I was adopted. So I just have like a lot of attachment issues for that. So it's just like almost the security of it, I think just kind of goes along with my attachment and intimacy issues. But um, yeah, so I think that's what it is for me. I don't know, what would you say? I think I just really want a partner, mm-hmm. like for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also terrified because I don't want to hurt someone yeah. and I don't want to get divorced. It, I think I have a, 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 there's a name for it in psychology. Um, dang, I hate blanking. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. Catastrophe? Catastrophizing? Yeah. Yes. Um, where you expect the worst. Yep. And I think I do that with my sobriety. Mm-hmm. I think I do that with my faith. I yep. think I do that with relationships. I think I do that with everything. Mm-hmm. Something bad's going to happen. Why would I put myself in that position? Yeah. There's a fear there. Yep. It's like, why would I serve Christ and go to hell? Mm-hmm. Why would I get five years of sobriety under my belt and fall? Yeah. Why would I try and be uh, like uh, pure and then slip? And why would I get married if I'm going to end up getting divorced or breaking her heart or she breaks mine or cheats on me or I cheat on her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something God's got to work with me through. I do not think I'm a man fit for a wife yet, mm-hmm. but I know he knows my heart and he knows I really want that. So Yeah, this is a little related, but there's this book called... The Meaning of Life by Viktor Frankl. Have you heard of it? No. He, he was a he was a Jew in in the Holocaust. Okay. He was in I think he was in Auschwitz. Um, I read it a long time ago, so I'm not gonna go super into it. But basically, his thing was it's all about finding meaning in the moment. So like, because um, so like like you said, you know, why would I get in a relationship if she's just gonna break my heart? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think about my past relationship and yeah, there was a lot of heartbreak in that, but it's like the moments that we had together, I wouldn't give up for anything. I would do it again, 100%. And it's just like, I think maybe just for you is just thinking about it that way. It's just like, how can I be satisfied just in the moments? And that's, I mean, obviously that isn't the meaning of, I don't think that's the meaning of life. I know I think the meaning of life is living for Christ, but I mean, I think that's, helps psych- psychologically speaking i think that yeah. helps human beings a lot um but yeah you should read that book if you get a chance yeah and we can actually answer those other ones because those spark my interest too the yeah. uh are the church and yeah. then a younger generation yeah these two are kind of kind of like that one related but yeah, um, is the church ones? shrinking and are less people yet less young people believers I don't know if the church is shrinking. I, w- I haven't read on that. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. Uh, are younger people, are there less younger believers? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Satan is offering a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, um, you know, what's weird is I was just listening and take this with a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. but I was just listening to this podcast and was speaking on aliens. Mm -hmm. No, I don't picture aliens as these green head things that they show Mm -hmm. in the movies. Um, Do I believe that there are things that people see for sure? Yeah. Do I think it's demonic? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible speaks on uh, principalities and things in high places. Right. And uh, like he said, wouldn't it be interesting 
if aliens didn't come like that, but they came in the form of technology. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not say I'm not necessarily saying that that's <laughs> like a alien or demon, mm-hmm. whatever. But like the AI, yep. how much we are connected to them, we're addicted to them. Mm-hmm. I think there they could be ideas given by demons. And mm-hmm. I think there is such a thing. Like, where do you think the Ouija board came from? Like, yep. where do you think certain witchcraft came from? Why is astrology all of a sudden popular again? Nothing new under the sun. Guess what? The Bible speaks on reading signs and in, in, in stars. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he placed stars for direction and for seasons and mm-hmm. all of these things. But like, we look to them for answers. He yeah. speaks on it. They were doing that back in those days. Yeah. Um, guess what? Sex was a thing back then too. Mm-hmm. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what? Uh, anger and violence. And, and, uh, actually it talks about, um, there will be rumors of wars and nation will rise against nation. Nation in the Hebrew speaks to race against race, mm-hmm. people against people. Mm-hmm. Guess what's happening now? Yeah. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> It's everyone thinks that they're creating this new style. Baggy jeans are back. Guess what? They were cool in the nineties. Um, all these dance moves that people are coming up with. There's videos on TikTok that I was seeing where yeah. they were showing it back in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think our generation is completely lost. I think it's been lost since yeah. the beginning of the times. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything new. So I, th- I think there is a great falling away, but I also know that with that comes a great uprising. Yep. You know, so sure. I mean, God's going to save who he saves mm-hmm. and it's his will. Satan's just having a field day. That's all I'm saying. That goes mm-hmm. to the astrology. We can yeah, get to that next. That. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know the American church is 100%, 100% shrinking. Why do you say that? Um, well, a lot of it was actually because of COVID. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, at least in person. Well, just in general, people yeah. didn't have to go. And then they realized we don't even have to they go. Lazy, so they just didn't you know. go again. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it definitely is. And I think Europe is already years ahead of us and just how far they've gone in that. But yeah, that for sure. Yeah, I have heard about. Um, that. So, yeah. And I, and I do think I I would say yes to the young people question as well. But I don't I think there's also a lot of strong um really Christian young people. There's a, there's a really strong culture of it. Mm. Um, and I think that's just what social media does. Um, really unites them a lot, but, and, and that's not to say that I don't think that more young people will be saved. Yep. I do, I do hundred percent think that, and I'm striving for that, but yeah, I think, I think it is, like you said, it, it it's, it's comes and goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, less people will go, but that, like you said, it also gives room for a huge revival. Yeah. And I do believe that there is a historic level revival coming. And yeah, so. Cool. Yeah. We don't have to get into astrology. I already touched on that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we end there then? Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, I hope that was good. And I hope you guys understood where we were coming from. And it was easy to track and follow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tune in next week for our guests. We'll, we'll keep that on the, keep that on the DL for now. Um, yeah. Thank you for, as he said, thank you for watching. You guys, uh, have a blessed day. Take a look up at the sky on our side. Take a look up.
Might as well Might as well